You wouldn't want your favorite team to play only one side of the ball. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can tackle more. That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Oh, man, the Philly Pretzel Factory has done it again. They took a Philly tradition and made it even better. Now, you already know the Philly Pretzel Factory has the best soft pretzel. Well, now they're making a cheesesteak pretzel. That's right. A Philly cheesesteak on the inside, surrounded by those piping hot, fresh, chewy pretzels. This is as Philly as it gets. A cheesesteak and a pretzel? Incredible! How great are those guys over there? They've got their original pretzels, the cinnamon pretzels, the pretzel dogs, and the party trays. And now, the Philly cheesesteak pretzel. Bring them for tailgating, watching a game with the boys, a barbecue, or even a kid's birthday party. Head over to the Philly Pretzel Factory for the all-new cheesesteak pretzel. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The Winter Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only. With over 30 brand new wall-to-wall large screen plasma high-def TVs, if the game you absolutely gotta see is available, we'll have it. Every NFL game, every college football game, every Major League Baseball game, every hockey game, every game live in high def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Visit us online at wintercirclesportsgrill.com. For the past four weeks, the Marple Newtown Tigers have faced the toughest competition the Central League has to offer. During this stretch, the Tigers met up with four of the top five teams in the league, including the undefeated powerhouse Ridley Green Raiders along with tough Garnet Valley and Strathaven squads. Though the Tigers couldn't sustain early season momentum with positive results, the lessons learned through that mid-season gauntlet will be valuable as the season rolls forward. Last Saturday afternoon, Ray Junta's team went on the road to take on Lower Marion, poised to stop a four-game losing skid and trying to turn their season around. They did exactly what they set out to do, finding the end zone six times on their way to a commanding 41-6 victory. Three different running backs crossed the line, and Marple Newtown finished the day by trumping the Aces with 262 yards of total offense. The defense came away with a whopping six turnovers, including two interceptions that were returned for touchdowns. Now, the Tigers need to use that momentum to stay hungry and win their final four games of the season. They return home tonight, under the lights, looking to feast on the Harrison Rams. It's game number nine, home contest number five. Senior Night at Harry Hardy Stadium. And we'll have all the action for you live on the Tigers Radio Network. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. 
for you seniors, it's your last one, so make it count. Because you'll remember it for the rest of your lives. Let's get him. He's back to pass. He fakes to the right. He goes there. He's got the 20. He's at the 10. The 5. Touchdown. Ryan Diacordi. It's a fake to the outside. Johnson's keeping it. He's got the 15. 10. Cuts back inside to the 5. Touchdown. Kevin Johnson. Flatly in the shotgun. He drops back. He's looking over the middle. It is tipped. And it is intercepted by Paul Kosarski at the 32. Across the 30. 25. 20. 15. He's finally wrestled out at the four-yard line. Johnson under center, Diaguardi and Kosarski once again in the backfield. No wide receivers. Hits a handoff to Kosarski. He plows forward. He's in for the touchdown. Gives it to Duffy again. He takes a leap, and he's in for the touchdown. Downsy's back. He's looking. He's going deep downfield towards the near sideline. It is intercepted by Duffy. Intercepted at the 10. Ill-advised pass. Third down and 14, flatly, not in the shotgun. He rolls back, he's looking, he's looking. He's got a man downfield, but he's hit, and he is finally dragged down. Big sack by Matt Gregory. Kick is on the way, it's a low, skittering line drive. Coming down to Ryan White at the 15, he's across the 20, across the 25, across the 30, 45, up the middle, he's got a man, he's breaking the tackle across midfield. 45, 40, 35, 30, he's got a man to beat. He spins away from him at the 15, at the 10, at the 5, he's in for the touchdown! Electrifying game opening touchdown by Ryan White. Unbelievable. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Calling tonight's game from high atop the 50 yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania. Here's Josh Kipple, Greg Pecco. And the legend, Bob Herpin. Good evening, everybody. Sketches of late November with the chill in the air here at Harry Harvey Stadium back for another edition of High School Football Under the Lights. Tonight, Marple Newtown takes on the, one of the lesser lights of the Central League in the Harrington Rams. Coming off a 41-6 victory last week. Good evening, everybody. I'm Bob Herpin. I'd like to bring in Greg Pecco. Greg, a rousing victory which stopped a four-game losing streak last week on the road. A lot of momentum coming into this game. Yes, certainly, Bob. A big win last week against Lower Marion. Able to come in here tonight now and kind of put a win streak together with the the lower end of the schedule here late in the season, uh, the lower end of the league. After facing the you know the likes of uh, Ridley and Strathaven and, and Granite Valley for a stretch there. Uh, recapping the stats from last Saturday's road game, Billy Weaveling once again under center, only one pass, but it was successful for 19 yards. <laughs> Duffy. 114 yards on the ground, 34-yard rush, his longest, one touchdown. Samara Moat, 71 yards on 10 rushes, one touchdown. Ryan White, 55 yards on the ground with two scores. Of course, that defense came up big as well. Yeah, only allowing 131 uh, yards, or excuse me, um, 
look and 160 yards, excuse me, total net yards last week against Lower Marion, and, and certainly defense big. Last week offensively able to get it really going on the ground, as always, for, for Marple Newtown. Expect more of the same today. Well, just go back defensively a little bit. Desmond Ellis, the quarterback from Lower Marion, 8 of 21 for 81 yards. But intercepted five times. Yeah, defensively right there in the secondary. And we've seen that all year. They've been around passes. They've been able to get their hands in the way of balls. Not necessarily pick it off, but last week it really showed. Yes, that's one hallmark of the defense, ball hawking. Yeah. And if the Marble Newtown Tigers will move their record to 4-5 and five after tonight's game, they'll have to be hard-pressed to top an effort from last year, last October 30th, almost a year ago to the date, when they went on the road at Harriton and won 56-8. Yeah, certainly the last two games against Harriton have been on the road. Last year, 56-8. to eight. The year previous, 38-6. to six. Both around this time of the year where they played them October 30th and October 31st were the dates on both of those. So hopefully, uh, you know, the stars are aligned once again in late October. Well, you talk, mentioned at the outset, Greg, the schedule. We have three games remaining. Harriton at home. At Radnor next Friday, and then Academy Park on Friday, November 12th. That's 11 games. And it seems to me if the momentum keeps going and Marble Newtown takes that midseason uh, struggles and uses them wisely, they're go- they'll end up very possibly running the table and finishing above 500 for the, basically the second best second half surge in three seasons. Yeah, certainly you know, two years ago. We were here when when they came back and ran the table to get back to six and six and finish five hundred. Did a great job that season. Coaching staff did a great job late season. And the schedules have been similar. They they parallel two years ago. Last year was a lot better season for Marple Newtown. But if you look at two years ago in 08, schedules were very similar. Uh, middle of the season were the tougher schedules. The Ridleys, the Garnet Valleys, the the Conestogas, the Strathavens were in there. And then late you had the weaker teams. And that's what Marple Newtown gets a chance to to do again this season. Well, under quarterback today will be Billy Weaveling once again for the third consecutive week. Uh, of course, Jamie Rodinger injured, broke his leg, unfortunately, at the end of the Strathaven contest. We mentioned two weeks ago on the Ridley broadcast, Weaveling in his first start was very much poised for somebody who hadn't done that and had to go under center even though it was at home against uh, one of the better teams in the Central League. Yeah, actually a third quarter lead, 21-20 against Ridley. You know, as we've talked about, a powerhouse number one ranked team in the state in certain polls. And Weaverling did a good job going into that game, and the coaching staff put him in a position where he could adjust to the Ridley, Ridley defense and really didn't put him in a position where he could really hurt in his first start. A lot of times you get quarterbacks mid-season change like that and you don't want to force them to do have to do too much and that's what they did two weeks ago. Unfortunately, Ridley, Ridley showed their strength and pulled away from Marple Newtown, but overall a good performance. Right, and then building on that last Saturday, Weaverly only needed to make one pass because the rushing game and their vaunted wing tee did its job once again as it does usually on road games. Just take it to the opposition and uh, capitalizing on the opposition's mistakes. Now they want to do that same thing this time around this weekend, but also with a little shift change at home, they want to bleed that clock dry instead of being so opportunistic. Yeah, and certainly too tonight, I'm sure the energy will be flowing for Marple Newtown to do that as it is senior night here for the Tigers. Uh, last Central League game at home for the season. You mentioned Academy Park. They're, they're a uh, Del Valle League team, so tonight's the night for them to, for these seniors to come out here and show one last time the home crowd a good showing. That is exactly right. Nonetheless... Uh, Academy Park, that last game, as I recall, two years ago, that was the final game of the 2008 season, but had uh, a lot of 
unintended and intended drama, which was the last se- game of the season for the graduating class, had a lot of drama and, and ended on an extra point blocked. Yeah, if I recall. Yeah, that was one of the most exciting games uh, of the year uh, for us in that season. And, and you know, an extra point block. You talk about it, and and I think going back, looking back, we both kind of noticed throughout that game the special teams from Arpel Newtown was getting that edge. Two weeks ago against Ridley, they got the edge. They're very quick off the edge on the special teams, and you know, today that could be a factor even as well. You know, what I'm getting at here, folks, is that today's seniors were underclassmen on that team two years ago. You know they had that in the back of their minds. They can do it. All It's just a matter of execution, and they certainly had that schedule in which to do so and come out from what is now 3-5 and five overall, 2-5 and five in the Central League possibly a 6-5 and five finish. So that's the recap. We'll be back in a few minutes with the start of the contest. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Going to the game this weekend? Yeah, I'm on the team. (laughs) Good one. Get in here, son. Make this, everybody's going to know your name, Stevens. It's Smith, sir. Exactly. No one cares who the kicker is. Until you need it. Kind of like car insurance. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Hey, Tigers fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? Because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly soft pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, even for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website at phillypretzelfactory.com for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The Winter Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only. With over 30 brand new wall-to-wall large-screen plasma high-def TVs, if the game you absolutely got to see is available, we'll have it. Every NFL game, every college football game, every Major League Baseball game, every hockey game, every game, live in high def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Visit us online at wintercirclesportsgrill.com. You wouldn't want your favorite team to play only one side of the ball. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can tackle more. 
That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Hey, Tiger fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? That's because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, and always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly Soft Pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, or just for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website, phillypretzelfactory.com, for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The Winter Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only. With over 30 brand new wall-to-wall large-screen plasma high-def TVs, if the game you absolutely got to see is available, we'll have it. Every NFL game, every college football game, every Major League Baseball game, every hockey game, every game, live in high def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Visit us online at wintercirclesportsgrill.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, Back to Harry Harvey Stadium with the national anthem being played by the Marple Newtown High School Band, as it is traditionally every game. Harton won the toss and will receive. And Greg, uh, I didn't happen to see actually which uh, goal Harton chose to defend. Uh, Harton will be defending the the left to right on 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 your radio dial there. Uh, so far side of the field, Harton is on. Well then, uh, once again, it is a chance for the Marple Newtown defense to uh, test its metal and give a jolt to the offense. And with the with the wind here, it seems like Marble will be kicking off with the wind at their backs to start this one um, at this point in the season. Kicking nope. game is important with the with the weather. Well, it's uh, Anthony Nicolardi has done very well to uh, take over for Adam Fender. But I'll tell you what, Greg, we've discussed this uh, off-air before the game. It seems like every game you and I have worked, there's been some kind of weird weather. Yeah, yeah rain, rainstorms, lashing wind, uh, cold, 90 degrees, right? We've had it all, 90 degrees in October, I believe. So this is uh, this is a little taste of the, the week around Thanksgiving tonight as we have the heat on in the booth. Anthony Nicolotti comes out of the huddle, takes his place at the line. Two men back deep. For Harrington, one of them number 12, Juwan Valentine, Nicolotti. Approaches the football. It's a high spinning end-over-end kick coming down to Reed at the 15. 
20-25, and he stopped there. And it looked like number 66, Sean Rodinger, the first one in there for Marble Newtown. Well, excellent covers on special teams for Marble Newtown, only allowing about a 10-yard gain there on the kickoff. The ball is indeed placed at the 25-yard line at the far hash mark. Harrod once again going from right to left. Opening play of the contest, Harriton and Marple Newtown. Back behind center is Pat Moriarty, number nine. He is in the shotgun formation. Harriton going with a four-wide receiver set. He drops back. He's got a man over the middle, deep, down the far sideline, incomplete. Looking there was Mike Allen at the 50. And it was number 18, Ryan White, on the coverage on the far side of the field for Marple Newtown as that one was thrown deep, uh, just, just out of the reach of the Harriton receiver. And they're trying to stretch the Marple Newtown secondary out, and as usual, the secondary stride for stride with the receivers. Second and 10 from the 25. Second and 10. Seconds into the contest. This time, Sam Gross split wide to the near side. One man split far to the far side, and it will be Allen in motion. Moriarty under center. It's a handoff to Reed. He comes toward the near sideline, across the 30, pushes his way across the 35. Looks like he has the first down to about the 37. And a tackle by Joey Pham from Marple Newtown. He was the first one there able to hold on, but Reed able to get 11, 12 yards and get that first down for the Rams. Reed's a big guy, five foot eleven. And they did a nice job, Harrington did, pushing the line out to the outside and, and opening up a big hole for Reed they on the near him. side of the field. They actually list him as 195. He looks a little bit – he definitely runs like a guy 20 pounds heavier with a lot more bulk in the upper body. He was like a slow train coming on that run. First down Rams at the 38-yard line. Shotgun formation. Direct snap to Reed. And I don't think he gets uh, back to the line of scrimmage on that one, Greg. Well, it was a pile of Tigers in there first. And, you know, number 65, Chris Kirkin for the Tigers, along with several other linemen after after that initial contact. Just about a minute into the contest. Harden with the football. Well, they give him charitably one yard on that play. So it will be second and nine from the 39. Ball now on the near sideline. It will be Dylan O'Donnell. Great penetration on that last play by the Tigers' defensive line to get in there and hit Reed before he can get up and get going. O'Donnell checking in to the near side. Mike Allen to the near side as well. Moriarty under center. Reed in motion. Moriarty will drop back. He's rolling to the right. He's going over the middle. It is dropped. He had Allen at the 45-yard line of Marple Newtown, but it went over the wrong shoulder, and he just dropped it. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice play by the Rams. They just weren't able to execute. Moriarty threw it a little behind Allen. And the Tigers were able there to get on it and stop it. And number 24, Ryan Schallenberger, with the contact to kind of help break that play up. But the middle of the field was wide open for, as uh, Moriarty rolled out to the far side of the field. So one of the things that you can say that the opposition could unfortunately exploit, as Ridley did two weeks ago, is that that middle of the field is a little soft. But it will be a problem that is easily correctable as the game goes on. Moriarty now shotgun formation, third down and nine from the 39. He drops back. He is rolling to the far sideline. He's rolling. He's sealed off, looking for a man downfield. It is complete to Reed at the Marple Newtown 48. It looks like he's out of bounds at the 47. Well, that was a nice catch by Spencer Reed. Chris, oh, incomplete, actually. They there changed their call, and I guess he had a foot out. Yeah, I um, thought he had at least one foot in there. But Chris Kirkin had pressure on Moriarty in the backfield right up the middle as he was rolling out to the far side of the field, and he threw to Reed, but Reed... Must have came down out on the far side yeah, out of bounds. I say good, good awareness by Moriarty, who was flushed out 
at about the 35-yard line, but uh, bad read by Reed to not keep his feet in, so it will be fourth and nine for Harrington. Back deep is Mario Diaguardi and Ryan White. Allen into punt, but it's a fake. He's going to take it. He's across the 30, 35, 40. 45 midfield. He's got the first down, 45, 40. And finally dragged down at the 32-yard line of Marble Newtown. So a direct snap and a fake punt. That's a big gain for Harriton. And a huge gain for Harriton is uh, Schallenberger on the stop for the Tigers as there is no one on that far side of the field to defend or, or even pick up the fake there. And apparently Harriton's uh, quick to go with, with little schemes here early in this one to kind of th- to throw the Marble Newtown Tigers off. Well, you definitely had to think something was up if uh, Allen was the only one back and there was nobody that was in a direct snap and uh, Marble Newtown just did not pick that up. So Harriton set up at the Tigers' 32-yard line, first and 10, 9.54 to go first quarter. Moriarty under center. It's a handoff to Allen. He cuts up to the near side across the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Try to be sealed off. He hits the pylon. And we have a touchdown. Well, great seal block on the outside there for the Rams by their line there. And Allen came right behind Reed and who threw a nice block and that really sprung Allen from the goal from the uh, excuse me, from the offensive line and he ends up in the end zone there. Well tell me if I'm crazy. That looked like the hole in the in the offensive line that Wilbert Montgomery ran through, <laughs> 1981 NFC title game against Dallas, except it was to Wilbert ran to the right side. This time, Mr. Allen goes to the left side. And Marple was slow to get to, to get there to try and seal that off. Diaguardi tried to dive. High snap on the extra point. And the kicker falls on it. Moriarty, actually, the holder. So it will be 6 nothing with 9.42 to go. Here in this opening quarter, we'll be right back with the change of possession. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by Allstate. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent David Monroe today at 610-359-1244. The Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Philly Pretzel Factory. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. The Winter Circle Sports Grill for real sports fans only. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If they don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Back to Harry Harvey Stadium. Mike Allen on for the kick. It's a squib kick across midfield. And finally vacuumed by Brian Kelly at the 44-yard line of Marple Newtown. So there you go, Greg. Mike Allen. Fake punt for a first down, 32-yard touchdown run. He tried a little trickery on the kickoff. And, and certainly uh, Harrington coming into this one, not pulling any punches early in this one. You had the, the punt fake where Allen ran for a big first down and now an onside kick to start the Tigers' possession. Can't blame them after the uh, the beatings that Marple Newtown put on in the last two years. They want to come out and uh, show what they've got. So now it's Weaverling under center to hand off to White. He tries to get to the outside. He is dragged down after about a gain of one. Ryan White carries for the Tigers. And it looked as if number 84, Ryan Kelly, was the one to make first contact for the Rams. 
Harrington's opening drive, two minutes and 18 seconds. Mike Allen, the touchdown run. And Duffy on that one, a little, you know, counter tray to the far side of the field. And it, the hole kind of closed up on him kind of quickly there. Second and eight. So they did give him two. So it will be second and eight from the 47-yard line. Joey Pham in the game checks in, split to the near side. Weaverling under center to hand off to Duffy. He plows forward across midfield. That was a bit of a rough tackle there, almost a face mask. Yeah, a little vicious tackle over the top by the Rams that time around the head. Haddon Corbett, number 54, is who I saw. Yeah, I mean, it, that was that was kind of a shocking tackle there. It, it, close to face mask territory, but he must have just grasped around the neck area. I mean, there, there's, there are ways to stop a man from going uh, you know, past the first down marker, and that, kids, is not one of them. Gain of six. Third down and two from Harrison's 47-yard line. They need to get to the 45 for the first down. Eight twenty to go. First quarter. Weaverling now under center. It will be a direct snap up the middle. Getting the first down is Ryan Duffy as he falls forward to the 40. And he was tackled by 44, number, uh, for number 44, Spencer Reed for the Harrod and Rams. Reed so plays linebacker and running back for the Rams. So there we go, Greg Marple, Newtown. The defense uh, fell to some trickery, but now the offense is responding. And they have pushed... Already in Harrington territory here. And Marble Marble will be content to to continue their, their slow but steady pace to, to get these touchdowns, use their, their spectacular running game with their three running back system to get them get them the points that they need to win this one. Joey Fan back in, split to the near side. Ball the forty one. Moat in motion. Weaverling fakes a pass, he throws it up the middle. It will be Ryan Duffy once again. And it was 44 Reed again who, who tripped up that initial ankle there on Duffy before being hit down by the rest of the Harrod and linebacking core. Duffy that time pushed the pile forward. And he had maybe two yards. He got an extra two. So it's a gain of four ball spotted at the 37. And as the game continues with Spencer Reed as the star linebacker and running back, we will continue here. Here's his name for the Rams. And for the Tigers, we'll hear more of, of Duffy and Diaguardi and White and Moat. Ryan White in the blocking back position. It is Duffy and Moat in the backfield. Weaverling under center. Gives it to Moat. He gets to the outside. He's across the 35, down to the 32. Close to a first down. We'll see where they mark it. And tackled by number 54, Haddon Corbett for the Rams. And that was a nice run that time by Moat. Able to get off the inside block and cut it up for five, six yards and third and one. It's one of those gaps within the uh, defense and offense where runners are only going to exploit it for maybe four or five yards and then before it closes up. It wasn't going to be a big gain for Moat, but it was just enough. So it will be third down and short. They spot the ball just outside the 32-yard line here on the near sideline. Duffy and Moat in the backfield. Joey Pham split to the near side once again. Weirdling on their center, he hands it off to Duffy. He gets the first down and more. Ryan Duffy carries for the Tigers. And easily a gain of three and four there. That will move the chains once again. And tackled by number 51, Cody Carb of the Rams. But a nice hole up the middle by the Tigers' offensive line there for Duffy to run through, and he's able to get another big first down for the Tigers. Ball will be spotted in the middle of the field at the 27-yard line, 6.06 to go. Opening quarter, Harrington, 7 nothing lead, but Marple Newtown driving. Joey Pham this time split to the far side. It will be Duffy and White in the backfield. Moat in motion. It's a handoff around the outside to Duffy. Tries to cut inside and maybe gets to the 25. And tackled by a whole bunch of Rams. That one up the middle after only a few yards 
on the play, and it looked like the initial contact came from number 54, Haddon Corbett. Well, they're only going to give him one yard on that, and he failed to push forward. Even though he spilled his body across the 25, the ball was down where his knee was. Yep, the middle so far, the Rams have done a nice job of, of sealing off the running lanes for the Tigers' running backs. To the outside has been more successful for Marple Newtown to this point. Well, they certainly know how to move off tackle or uh, a pitch to the outside. We're facing a second down and nine, and it's right up the middle to Duffy. He goes barreling across the 20-yard line, close to the first down again. And a nice run there by Duffy as he was tackled by number 25, John Wright of the Rams. And a nice, uh, you know, six yards there. So once again, off tackle, off guard is successful. Off center, not as much here as we get back down to another third down and short for the Tigers. You exactly want to see this. It's not trying to bleed everything dry, trying to wring three, four yards out of everyone, but every time you get four, five, six yards, you're going to melt the time away and also move the chains which ultimately means more success. 4.30 to go. As it's a handoff once again to Duffy, he breaks a couple of tackles across the 15, slides across the 10. And a nice run up the middle there. Able to get, you know, almost 10 yards and almost break it there until the safety was able to come up and make the stop for the Rams, number 25, John Wright. And all that saved Harrington from a touchdown was a leg tackle. As there was nothing but green real estate in front of him till the end zone. And officials now with a timeout on the Harrodin side of the football. So we'll keep it here with 4.20 to go here in this opening quarter. 6 nothing by Harrodin. Interesting gambit by Harrodin has been answered by just the same old stuff from Marple Newtown. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And the taking a gamble that Harriton's defense is nowhere near as creative as Harriton's offense. And, and Coach uh, Ray Junta for the Tigers, he's not going to deviate from his game plan each week. He, this week, he, he's seen in the tape that, you know, for me, for every week he runs more, but he adjusts that game plan to add more passing plays. This week, early in this one, he wants to control the clock as usual and, and use that game plan to get down there and score points. Harriton stubbed their toe with the, the bad snap on the extra point. Marble Newton has an opportunity to answer and take a lead if they can also score and get the extra point. Right, and that's it. Just a simple extra point make, and you've pretty much, if you're Marple Newtown, assumed control of the contest because you had to have a, at least a two-point conversion somewhere in there later in the game for Harrington in order to draw even or go ahead. And, and if you compare clock times, that's where Marple Newtown's going to win again because Harrington doesn't control the clock as much as Marple will throughout this game. Well, especially if they have to rely on trick plays, it's going to easily be a two-to-one ratio. First and goal from the eight. Ryan White, off tackle to the left side. He gets across the five to the one. No signal yet. And he does not get in. And he was brought down. He kind of tried to jump through midair, but brought down by number nine, Pat Moriarty, the defensive back for the Rams. Nonetheless, you can feel it. Second and goal from the one. So it's just a matter of a couple steps. Second and goal for Marvin Ryan Schallenberger checks into the game, and Joey Pham will check out. And in the Ridley game, uh, in a situation like this, we saw Billy Weaverling use that upper body strength to, to lean over the goal line and, and get a touchdown for the Tigers. Could be a similar call here. Doesn't have too far to go. Maybe three steps. Two-man backfield. White and Duffy. Now a three-man backfield as Moat is in motion. Enough goes up the middle. And it will be a touchdown for Ryan White. 
Actually, I believe it was Ryan oh, Duffy right. there. It's funny because both of them came up and they didn't have the ball. Yeah, it looked like it was Duffy underneath there that was able to punch it in as White got the, 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 play, the fake play on the end around. So we are tied at six. Anthony Nicolardi on for a potentially momentum swinging extra point. Ball is spotted, the kick is away under a rush. And it's good, so 325 to go here in this opening quarter. Marple Newtown has surged ahead 7-6. And once again, with the ball on the far end of the field, we are bitten by that bug where they had the effective play fake. Usually somebody's gonna come up with that ball, and that's why where I got crossed up. Because both of the guys moved forward and nobody came up with the football. Usually you can have whoever's gonna score gonna hand the ball to the official. I did not see that. But Greg, that's why we have you here. He's got the <laughs> younger pair of eyes. Well, you know, from week to week we see it. They like to use, you know, triple option type style plays where they, they fake handoffs to one, two, three backs at a time, even four, and then run the quarterback around. So Marple Newtown uses deception to their advantage to take it and, and, and score here on this play, but they do it week to week as well with each play. So it goes in the books as a one-yard touchdown run for Duffy. 7-6 lead, net drive. Calculation served correctly nearly six minutes off the clock. Yeah, and like you said, two to one minutes, there you go. And if, if it continues that way, it'll be Marple Newtown's ball throughout this, this entire game. Two men back for Harrington once again, Spencer Reed, number 44. Standing at the far side at the five-yard line as Anthony Nicolardi approaches the football. It's a low, booming kick. Reed mishandles it. At the four, picks it up along the goal line. He's across the five, the 10, the 15, the 20, 25, cuts back through the middle, across the 30, 35, still on his feet, and dragged down just shy of the 40-yard line. Tomorrow, Moat and Joey Pham both on the tackle that time. Moat grabbing the initial contact for the Tigers, and then Pham finishing it off. But it's funny sometimes, Bob, how a, mis a misplayed ball on the kickoff or a punt ends up being an advantage for a return team because the Marble Newtown side in this case draws all their attention to the football and out of their, and out of their lanes. And to show you, Greg, you need to stop Reed within the first couple of steps, otherwise he gets that momentum going. He's got that powerful upper body and powerful legs. He can keep chugging, as he did there for 39 yards. And it's a handoff. Allen tries to find room up the middle, forced to the outside around the 40-yard line. I don't think he picks up more than one or two yards. Well, he got he was able to reverse field that time and turn a negative play into, into a good yardage for Harriton. Forced out of bounds by number 30 of the Marble Newtown Tigers tomorrow. Moat on the far side of the field. Ends up looking like he's going to pick up three or four yards. Allen, a few stiff arms also on that run on the far side of the field. That helped him out as well. That's to show you. A little bit of creativity in the backfield for Harrington and some smarts and ability to uh, go through your progressions. If you don't see one hole open, you can switch to the other side, or to the far side left, far side right. And right there, Allen does, as you said, make something out of nothing. Gain of three. Ball spot at the 42-yard line. Two, three wide receivers set this time for Harrington. Two to the near side, one to the far side. We have Moriarty in the shotgun. But it's a snap up the middle. Moving the pile forward and then violently backward is Reed. He gets maybe one or two yards. And it's Kirkin for the Tigers on the stop. He, you know, got some help there late from the rest of the linebacking core and the defensive backs. And Spencer Reed picks up a couple on this one for Harriton. But Marple Newtown now forcing a third down in about five yards 
for the Rams to have to go after. I can see this as a taut little battle throughout the entire contest. Basically, Spencer Reed against the entire Marple Newtown <laughs> defense, and both sides uh, like Reed liking to smash into that line, and the Marple Newtown line liking to smash him back. And Harrington running a spread-style offense in this one, a little bit more dynamic, especially with Allen on the field. Man split far. One wide receiver split to the far side as Moriarty is under center. He gives it off to Reed, tries to find room near the near sideline, gets across the 45, stretching forward to the 47. I don't think he's going to pick it up. And number 75, Ken Smith for the Tigers coming up on the far side, on the near side pursuit, excuse me, on Reed, and then able to help get some help from from Fam as well to help bring down Reed. And Reed's arm reached almost to the 49-yard line, but his uh, his knee was clearly down at least a yard behind that. So they place the football fourth and one and just in front of the 48. And on their first possession, they they you know chose to run a fake punt. We'll see what happens here. Sam Gross split to the far side. Dylan O'Donnell to the near side. Moriarty under center. Two-man backfield. They're clearly going to go for it. R. Harrington. It's a handoff to Allen. And he's dropped. Dropped for a loss. Not even close. Beautiful read by number 77, Christian Whiteside, on the far side of the line. Able to get in there, get great pressure, and shut down the fourth down play for a one-yard loss and a turnover on downs for the Tigers. Amazing. Harrington taking a page out of Joe Pa's uh, rushing playbook there, just going right in the middle of the line. I don't know what they tried to accomplish there, but it was uh, absolutely nothing. It is a turnover on down, so Marple Newtown will take over. Well, credit the defensive coordinators. Christian Whiteside saw something there, and he blasted through the line to get back there and make that stop. It was a loss of one, so Weaverling under center at the 47-yard line of Harriton. Just under two minutes to play in this opening quarter, 7-6 Marple Newtown. He's got a hand off to Duffy, tries desperately to get off the, that arm tackle. He gets across the 45 and near the close to the 40, so it will be second down and mid-range for and, the Tigers. And stopped by Juwan Valentine of the Rams. But a nice run there by Duffy, picking up four or five yards on the play. They are going to give him generously six on that. Second and four from the 41. Joey Fan back in the game, split to the near side this time. Moat in as a blocking back. It is Duffy and White once again under center. White gets the football. He's across the 40, close to that first down marker. And number 84 for the Rams on the stop. Ryan Kelly, a big guy there. And a nice stop for Harriton, just keeping Marble Newtown just shy of that first down marker. He needed to get to the 37. He got to the 37 and a half, so it will be third down and short with a minute to play in this opening quarter. Yeah, it was a nice run by White that time, but on the cutback there, the hole closed up on him, and he wasn't able to get that extra yards for the first down. Joey Pham split to the far side this time. Duffy takes his place behind Weaverling, also with Ryan White. Moat in motion, but it goes to Duffy. He's got the first down across the 35 and a couple more yards. And a couple Rams in on that play. That time looked like number 54, Hayden Corbett, on, in on that play as, uh, with a bunch of his uh, linebacking core. But it was four yards too late as the chains move once again. 35 seconds to go, opening quarter. Marble Newtown with a one-point lead, looking to add more to that. And Duffy able to just to hit that hole so quickly before it closes up, and that's why he is good in those third down and short situations. When the Tigers will work from the 33-yard line, Joey Fans split. To the far side again, Ryan White takes his position as a blocking back. Duffy right behind Weaverling. It's a delayed handoff. You give it to Moat around the 
near side. He's collared at the 35, back for a loss. And it was number six in there on the initial contact, Stefan Clayton, and then number 12, Juan Valentine, able to finish off the tackle for a loss. So that'll be the final play of the first quarter. With the score, Marple Newtown 7, Harrington 6. We'll be right back with the call of the second quarter. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network.